Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hey guys, this is Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And we are Royally Obsessed, the show where every week we bring you the hottest gossip about the British royal family and express some of our rage about those gossip stories. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group under Royally Obsessed. And of course, we are now live woo, in the Apple hey. store. Uh, so be sure to subscribe and to give us five stars, obviously. Please. Please. So this week, we are talking about all kinds of things, but one of them is Bethany Frankel. It's a weird one, so you'll have to stay tuned for that one. Uh, Bethany Frankel, who's getting an invite to the royal wedding, and we have a new trailer for the Lifetime movie of my dreams about the love story of Meghan and Harry. Mm-hmm. But first, we have a royal cocktail. And now it's time for the Weekly Royal Cocktail. Give me a cocktail, please. Okay, so for this week's Royal Refreshment, we are making Royal Gin and Tonics, which is something I'm very excited about because I love gin and tonics. Love a gin and tonic, and also we probably can't mess this recipe up, but we'll try. (laughs) Yes. So what goes into this is two ounces of gin and four ounces of tonic soda, as well as one tablespoon of fresh lime juice and one lime wedge garnish. So basically how we're doing it is with our eyes. We're just going to put some <laughs> ice in a cup, you know, put a bunch of gin, put a bunch of tonic, get drunk, put some limes in. Chat about the royals. Yeah. This, this That's is, our recipe. Yeah. And I feel like this is very Queen Elizabeth of us, you know. Yeah. She, a little slosh of gin. Yeah. She loves her gin. Like, where is she now? Likely drinking gin and yeah. talking to her corgis. For sure. Like the corgis in our logo. It's my absolute favorite part. If you don't know, look down at your phones right now as you're listening to us. We have an adorable corgi wearing a crown, and it's just the cutest. I'm pretty sure my thing is just half gin, which I am okay with. Fine by me. Okay. Uh, cheers. Cheers. To another lovely royal week. Yes. Um, And we first up are, of course, discussing this week in royal history. It's time for this week in royal history. So what is our what are what what celebration do we have this week? Well, the anniversary. It's actually a big one. It is not someone's bones being moved. (laughs) (laughs) It was um, on April 9th, 2005. Prince Charles of Wales. That one. (laughs) That one. uh, Married Camilla Parker. Camilla Parker Bowles oh, that gin is quick. in Guildhall in Windsor, England. Now here they come into Windsor High Street, yes. past all the shops and the offices and the people who've been waiting all morning to get a glimpse of the couple. There's Camilla Parker Bowles smiling, beaming, and Prince Charles. And here they are. They waited 33 years for this. Hmm. So these two, of course, Talk about your star-crossed lovers. So, 
let's go into a little bit of background. So Charles, mm-hmm. as you know, is the son of Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. So who he dated was pretty important. Yeah. So he's the first in line to the throne. So he's going to be king unless, as we previously discussed, he is bypassed, which mm-hmm. we want. But yes. basically, he is going to be king. So he didn't have a lot of freedom in who he wanted to marry. Mm-hmm. He couldn't just marry Kate Middleton, for instance. Mm-hmm. He had to marry someone who was um, an aristocrat. So mm-hmm. that's where Lady Diana comes in. Mm-hmm. Lady Diana Spencer, mm-hmm. who later became Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. So basically, Charles met Camilla in the early 1970s, and they fell very in love, mm-hmm. like head over heels crazy for each other. But he couldn't be with her because she was, yes, just a commoner. But I love her so much. <laughs> uh, she was the daughter of, um, oh my gosh. Guy. Check the facts. Check, check the I'm trying to find app. it. Um, Figure it out. Oh, she's the daughter of Major Bruce Shand and the Honorable Rosalind Cubitt the daughter of the third Baron Ashcombe. So she wasn't just like straight plebeian, but like, you know, she wasn't wasn't good enough. She wasn't good enough. So their love was doomed. And she went on to marry um, Brigadier Andrew Parker Bowles in 1973. And they had two children, Tom, who was born in 74, Mm -hmm. and Laura in 78. Wait. I need to date a guy who has Brigadier in front of his name. Yeah, exactly. That's a human's title. What does that even mean? No one knows what it means. There's no <laughs> way to know. You can't even look it up. Don't even try looking it up on Wikipedia. You guys just let the mystery live with you. Meet um, my husband, Brigadier mm-hmm. Joe Smith. So she married, but wow. their love persisted. And then in 1981, Charles ended up marrying Diana, who mm-hmm. was 19 a virgin mm-hmm. and uh, a virgin and aristocrat aristocrat like very fancy <laughs> yeah a very fancy virgin she's a virgin a virgin yes and so they had this beautiful lavish wedding mm-hmm. and of course they had their two sons prince william in 82 and prince harry in 84 but pretty early on in their marriage it turns out that diana started to suspect that maybe charles was still seeing camilla july 1981 it was called the wedding of the century. Worldwide, 750 million watching. A royal wave from Buckingham Palace balcony. Back then, few knew their secret. This was no fairy tale marriage. She caught him on the phone. There were a lot of uh, instances in which. Do you want to speak more to that? Yeah, <laughs> so of course I do. Of course I do. There's nothing I love more than the it's love story dramatic, you guys. of Charles and Camilla. Um, so I'm fascinated by them for a bunch of reasons. I, you know, I, I love love, first of all. <laughs> and as much as I hate cheating and it's a terrible thing to do, there is something bizarrely romantic about the story of Charles and Camilla because mm-hmm. they have been in love since they were like teenagers and then they were kept apart because of circumstance. It's very Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And with no death and they basically wanted to be together like that never changed Mm -hmm. you know he had to choose someone else she had to choose someone else so they had bad marriages and cheated they both cheated and were very clearly caught by the press while they were still while charles was still married but within five years the cracks appeared diana worryingly thin suffering from bulimia even self-harming the couple visibly unhappy the allegations of affairs emerged later Charles with Camilla Parker Bowles. There were three of us in this marriage, Diana famously said. And Diana was leaking information about their stuff. And then like she was leaking information about the affairs to Mm -hmm. like Andrew Morton, who we talked about last week, the author who wrote that autobiography. 
the biography of Diana, not the auto. Highly embarrassing phone conversations were leaked between Diana and close friend James Gilby. He affectionately calling her squidgy and wondering if she was pregnant. And tapes exposing intimate and at times crude conversations between Camilla and Prince Charles. The public split followed by a very public battle for affection. Princess Diana saying she'd like to be a queen of people's hearts. While the Prince of Wales and then um, later, they ended up getting divorced, mm -hmm. uh, Diana and Charles. And Camilla and her husband ended up getting divorced as well. Mm -hmm. And of course, Charles and Camilla were still seeing each other during yeah. that time. And then Diana died, mm -hmm. which is very tragic. Mm -hmm. um, and she passed away in uh, 97. 97. Mm -hmm. That was just a year after the divorce. Yeah. And then... Charles and Camilla were still seeing each other, but they kept it really quiet for mm -hmm. very obvious reasons. Yeah, but being trying to be respectful. Yeah, but then eventually, um, in 2005, in February 2005, their mm -hmm. engagement was announced. Mm -hmm. And um, it was also announced that when Charles became king, Camilla was going to become princess consort instead of queen. Really, we do want him happy. If he's going to be our king, and he will only be that if he outlives the queen, I think we want a happy king, and Camilla can achieve that. And here they come. The doors are opening. Here he is. There he is. His Royal oh, Highness. Taking his arm. His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, and Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Cornwall. Although, of course, recently we've been seeing that maybe she wants to be queen. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, I'm down. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it. Um, just if anyone wants to know, I'm available to be queen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to take this really controversial stance. Yeah, and so um, they ended up getting married a few months later in Windsor, England, in a very small civil mm -hmm. service. And their uh, witnesses were um, William and Tom Parker Bowles, who was... So the sons. Yeah, two so like the, the two oldest sons. Okay. And um, nice. But for the small ceremony, the queen wasn't there. Oh. because of the rules about the Church of England and mm -hmm. divorce. So mm -hmm. she didn't show up for that, but she showed up to service after, so okay. she was being supportive of it. But it was all quite quiet, and Camilla did not wear white mm -hmm. for non-virginal reasons. <laughs> right. I mean, all the, like, huge drama aside of the fact that, of course, he's the heir to the throne, um, I think it's pretty typical. I feel like it's very typical a of second a second marriage of two people in their 50s or 60s you know it's they didn't exactly go to the courthouse because they're royals but they is like she wore a nice little suit and you know mm -hmm. that kind of thing and I think it's they've tried to play it really quiet but over the last couple of years you you of course Camilla's at all events and they just look so happy now and it's like after 40 years these mm -hmm. Two people who are basically high school sweethearts can finally be together and be out in the open so somehow I find myself applauding two cheaters <laughs> because it's true love it is true love it's not it like, always was it's not like they had the choice to be together and then they didn't choose to be together and then they cheated which is you know not ethical right i mean cheating's not ethical in any circumstance but like i get it i get it you know and also um so when they left the wedding this is one thing i really love so mm -hmm. when they left the wedding of their very small ceremony um, Prince William and Harry had decorated their car oh. that they drove away in and it said Prince and Duchess on it. Cute. And I thought that was really cute and it had balloons. Again, especially nice. I mean, the boys were like in their early 20s by then, maybe late mm -hmm. teens, early 20s. Still shows great maturity that they would 
you know, encourage and be cute about their father's marriage to their his mistress <laughs> who wrecked their parents' wedding well, or a marriage rather. Well, especially because I heard that um, the affair was really tough on the boys because of course. they were seeing it all in the media and yeah. like they didn't feel great. And then when their mom died, they're like, who is this woman who's like caused my mom so much pain? Yeah. So I think it's just lovely. But then the honeymoon was in the very romantic location of Scotland. Oh, yay. In a state that they owned. <laughs> so it was very much on brand for boring old people yeah i mean maybe that was again another nod to them being very nice and polite about it they weren't like gonna go to bermuda and wear bikinis you know they didn't go to cabo and go to the beach shack exactly so that's (laughs) fine so happy anniversary to charles and camilla you two crazy kids i'm so happy you're happy i guess (laughs) yeah like good for you guys don't cheat again no more cheating (laughs) no no one else is allowed just those two yes can we please please talk about bethany frankel now oh can we ever this <laughs> I don't understand the story so I really need you to set it up for me when I saw this I flipped out because this is the last thing I expected but at the same time it should have been the only thing I expected because of course Bethany Frankel a real housewife of New York mm-hmm. reality star who makes the skinny girl wine right margarita margarita yeah, that's where she started and then she has the bottled things a whole alcohol empire now yeah so this mogul slash reality star loves attention she's done some great stuff in puerto rico but like Mm -hmm. she loves attention so of course she made the royal wedding about her yeah so basically here's the deal she was on a radio station in australia Mm -hmm. and she was telling this story very nonchalantly Mm -hmm. of meeting this guy named trevor and how he was supposed to be a romantic interest for her this guy that I met in Chicago, I met this guy like as a romantic interest. Yeah. His name is Trevor. So I met him in Chicago yeah. and we, you know, we, we were supposed to go out and we ended up seeing each other one time and he'd been texting me and he's a producer in L.A. Right. So he told me that he uh, was married before. He's divorced. He was married to this girl named Meghan Markle from the TV show Suits. I oh said, my God. oh, OK. Are you kidding? Out. So six months later, I'm like, your ex is going to be a princess. I know. Is that crazy? That's, That's amazing. Crazy. So they go on this date and then. He also tells her on the date that he has an ex-wife. Her name is Meghan Markle. She's on Suits. But at the time, you know, Suits nothing. was like just this little TV legal drama. Who yeah. cares? Like Bethany was like, I'm a bigger star than this girl. Yeah. Bethany's like, oh, you were married to like a C-list TV yeah. actress. Makes sense. Yeah. Date me. Yes. And so I guess something Sounds really exactly happened right. between them. But then six months later, she finds out about the royal wedding. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Your ex is going to be a princess. Mm-hmm. And now it turns out that they are working on a show together about business women. Because here's this, the shady thing about mm-hmm. her ex, mm-hmm. about Meghan Markle's ex. His name is Trevor Engelson. Mm-hmm. They dated for about, I think it was, they were together around like seven to 10 years. It was quite a long time. Mm-hmm. But they were only married for two years because at the end of their dating portion of their relationship and the early marriage portion, she moved to Toronto to film Suits. Mm -hmm. And so obviously with the distance, everything kind of fizzled out. Interesting. And uh, although uh, Andrew Morton in his new book uh, Mm -hmm. said that she actually broke up with him in the mail and sent the rings back to him. Although I hope it was, or I assume it was like a nicely designed letter with her calligraphy so like <laughs> i think that softens the blow like whatever if the relationship was dead the relationship was dead yeah like that's neither here nor there that's and fine. so here's why i know that he is not a good person mm-hmm. and i'm saying this as a fact Ugh, he's the worst he is the worst <laughs> it's because he is now working on a sitcom for fox mm-hmm. about a guy whose ex moves on with 
the British royal family. Wow. But in this fictional world, the guy has um, kids, so he like splits custody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so tacky. It's extremely tacky. He's I, completely banking on that. Once again, we have yet another person in Meghan Markle's like way outer circle, though I guess maybe an ex-husband isn't an outer circle, but who is trying to capitalize on her newfound fame. I feel like yeah. you've got her ex-husband and her that one crazy sister who just keep popping into the news, just doing the most terrible things they can come up with. Her horrible former friend who won't stop sending videos to the Daily Mail. Yeah. Just all in this like the sorority sisters who send photos of what she looked like or the people who were like, oh, my God, look, she went to Kensington Pal- or she went to Buckingham Palace when she was 12. She's been gunning for this for 25 years. Here's a video of her as an eight year old girl pretending to be a queen. Yes, of exactly. a non-disclosed country. <laughs> so Trevor can now go on our crap list of stupid people in Meghan Markle's life who are trying to capitalize off of her newfound fame. Yes. We hate them. So in that interview in Australia, Bethany Frankel said specifically that like they went out on a date mm-hmm. and that like their relationship just turned professional. They're working on maybe making this uh, show together and she says like yeah it would be great to work with Meghan Markle's ex like that's that's got some sizzle to it and then of course um, everyone started writing about it because how could you not write about that story I, I mean, wrote it's a great it. yeah exactly it's a great love triangle truly of Bethany Frankel Meghan Markle and random blonde dude yeah uh, who maybe acts I don't even know what Trevor Trevor Engelson does he produces and he sucks <laughs> it's a That's full-time job sucking yeah. is a full-time job so poo on Bethany Frankel just this one time because I'm sort of eye-rolling this her reaction to the news story that she herself created an extreme poo-poo to Trevor Engelson and then a nice cheers to Bethany for the wonderful charity work she did in Puerto Rico after the hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But other than that, no. <laughs> other than that, ick. <laughs> um, speaking of charity, so Megan and Harry announced today, they went on a tweet storm, Kensington Palace went on a tweet storm on their behalf, releasing the names of some of their commoner guests. Again, I think they phrase it more nicely than I am currently doing it. They're peasants, the peasants that they're inviting. But of course, being uh, William, being Harry and Meghan, they released really beautiful stories for a handful of the people and how they're, yes, how they're each connected to one of their, one of the couple's charities. So that was really lovely. But the much bigger story, no one wanted to hear anything about the nice charitable causes that they were once again drawing attention to. The much bigger story is who isn't being invited, which they also announced today. I'm so happy that they (laughs) announced this because this was like, I don't know, it was like the drama I needed to hear today. Exactly. So mostly so far, Harry and Meghan have been giving us little tidbits of cuteness. Like here's our cake person and we're getting flowers from this lady. But today Kensington Palace announced to some royal reporters that they are not inviting any politicians. Mm-hmm. So that's domestic ones or foreign ones. So no Theresa May. That was emphasized that poor Prime Minister Theresa May, <laughs> who has been shoveling crap ever since she took this role. Sucks to be you. Brexit, what have you, is can't even go to the wedding <laughs> of the century. <laughs> Sucks to be Theresa May. Um, but that also means, very sadly, that no Obamas are coming. Yes, because it is known that Harry is really friendly with the Obamas. He's done a bunch of events with Michelle, mm-hmm. a bunch with Barack, where they're just laughing or like talking yeah. about feelings and 
just really sharing. And you can see that they're like genuinely friends. And Megan, I think, has also voiced support for the Obamas. I don't think I've ever seen pictures of her with them, but no, I think she probably likes them. I mean, she is a sentient human being, so she must like the Obamas. Yes. Yeah. But this also means no Donald Trump. Yes. So that was my conclusion as well, was that what do you do when you want to invite the Obamas to your party? But you don't want to invite Donald Trump, but you don't want to start a war between the two countries because in this day and age, you can't just not invite Donald Trump to something. He will tweet about it because he's already said that he wasn't sure if he was invited or not. And like mm-hmm. he hasn't seen the invitation yet. Like he's clearly checking the mailbox every single day. Has it arrived? Has it arrived? And I also read that um, like last year when he was talking about going to the UK, even though it's either they canceled the trip or he canceled mm-hmm. the trip, he wanted to be uh driven through uh the streets of london in the queen's golden carriage which honestly yeah makes complete sense so like politics aside because i know that both um harry and megan are quite liberal but like Mm -hmm. politics aside why would you want someone like that at your wedding who's going to make it all about you when you don't even know them or really like them yes exactly so yeah they didn't want to invite him and that's what all the headlines were about everyone was saying like are they going to invite the obamas because they're friendly with them but if they do like what are they going to do because that is not going to like bode well for the u.s imagine if not inviting donald trump to your wedding boat like could, could potentially begin a war between the two countries mm-hmm. i mean we have enough you know geopolitical issues that britain is quite far down on the list but still it would at least warrant some angry tweets from potus so yeah. who wants that on their wedding day it's just not nice so today the royal um reporters were saying that the reason why they're not supposed or they're not required to invite them is because harry is so down on the totem pole now like he used to be uh right behind William in Mm -hmm. line for the throne. And then when George was born, he was kicked down a spot. And then when Charlotte was born, he was kicked down another spot. And now there's a third baby that's Mm -hmm. coming in. So he's kicked down even further. So it's not an official state event, even though it's basically like an official holiday. Right. You know, it's going to be like on the BBC and everything like that. And I'm definitely going to be watching and probably calling in sick for a week to (laughs) celebrate and, you know, worship it. I'm sure it's not going to go back to work. I'm never going back there. But yes. I just so, really like that Harry finally gets to enjoy being the spare heir. You know, that was sort of the that's sort of the slur that they that the British paps will give him is that he is the spare heir. But in this case, he's sort of playing with that. And he's like, that's right. I'll never be king, which is great, which means I don't have to treat this like a political wedding. And I don't have to have stinky old Theresa May there and definitely not Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Obamas. I think right now this is a perfect time for us to delve into the new trailer for Harry oh, and Meghan, a royal romance that was released by Lifetime. Oh, God. I am so excited for this. It's coming out on May 13th, one week before mm-hmm. the royal wedding, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Like, how else would you want to spend the weekend before the royal wedding than watching a fictional Lifetime drama account? Probably terrible. And we actually have a clip of the Lifetime trailer. What am I supposed to do? Never have fun. Peter Pan can't stay Neverland forever. The marriage isn't so bad. There goes my heart. And Megan. Harry, <laughs> you look lovely. She's American. She's divorced. It's true about you and Prince Harry. Are you ready for this? Swim every ocean. She makes me happy. So to hell with tradition. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about some scenes that are 
seared into my brain mm -hmm. from this trailer that I will never ever forget and that I'm replaying constantly. So basically it opens with Harry um, like spraying champagne just to show you that he's a party boy. He's wild. He's so crazy. And honestly, they should have just like shown him in Vegas in a pool because that yeah. is what Harry loves to do. When, oh, old Harry, actually. Yes. So they young Harry already won like factual error. Mm -hmm. But then after that, it goes into Kate Middleton talking to him about like, you should get married. You need to settle down, etc. And then she tells him even Peter Pan has to grow up. That is so offensive. It was amazing. I mean, I like it as a gigantic creative liberty because in my heart of hearts, I know Kate Middleton did not talk to Harry that way. First of all, she loves that he's a little rascal. Mm -hmm. I just feel it in my heart. Um, he makes all their holidays more interesting. He's the person you want to be standing next to at Trooping the Color. That is who Prince Harry is, and that is how Kate Middleton feels about him. Mm -hmm. So that is some nonsense. They are definitely buddies, and she would never scold him for being a fun young person. She's yeah. jealous. Just like how last week we talked about when she was at the grocery store and she saw a woman and she said, hi, hello. I assume <laughs> she just says to Harry, like, oh, hi, hello, go on, do your life. Like, oh, Harry. Oh, Harry, just go on. But so anyway, in the trailer, you see them meeting. It's like, I'm Megan, I'm Harry. And mm -hmm. like just sparks flying. Of course, of and course. the actress playing Megan actually looks quite a bit like Megan. Mm -hmm. The actor playing Harry just looks like a ginger tall British person, <laughs> which I guess I can see why they thought he might yeah. look like him. But I also think that he doesn't. No. But ginger tall fine. person who has Just an like accent. generic. It's fine. Yeah, like that's all you need. Um, and then it goes into like, their date, their them flirting, and then it goes to their like I think it's their third date in Botswana, wasn't it? It's like so I will again, this is one of those topics that I will find literally any excuse to talk about. But <laughs> yes, on their around their third date, they've told us this. So it's not just my fanfic, <laughs> bizarre, creepy idea of what they did. But William, again, it's like the fourth time today. Harry and Megan on their third-ish date went to Botswana as we all do on our third date and spent five days together under the stars like on safari and it's where they apparently fell in love but i think that's a little soon but i guess like how can you not fall in love when you're on a safari with a prince or a beautiful actress they're beautiful humans yeah. they were hot for each other they were alone in a tent for five days and if you have stars. fictional kate middleton scolding you to settle down like, yeah like, here I guess she is happens. i guess i'll do this so that's my favorite thing about the two of them as a couple is that in order to step up his game, as he put it, he whisked her <laughs> away to Botswana for a very romantic third date. And also, Botswana is very far away from England. Yes. So, and she was based in Toronto at the time. It's a lot of coordinating. So that would have been a very long flight. So I can only hope that they flew Emirates and they had those like <laughs> private pods. Yeah, like with their own shower, like those big ornate yeah. golden areas that I'll, I will never be in, but I see <laughs> pictures of on the internet yes. quite often. Yes. But like, in this trailer, we were all blessed with the image of fictional Megan and fictional Harry petting a giraffe. Of course. So. Because in Africa, the giraffes <laughs> just walk past you when you're on your date. That sounds I, right. I assume that's the moment they fell in love. Like, I can just imagine them both like petting giraffes and mm -hmm. looking at each other and then going, oh, wow. 
I me. love you. <laughs> and then maybe they kiss over the giraffe. Like They will. I don't know. I feel like this giraffe's a really big part of their life, and maybe it's going to be in the wedding. In the wedding and certainly in this Lifetime movie. <laughs> I, I, I think at first I love you exchange is going to happen when they're each on separate elephants and they lean across the elephants and kiss. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of production budget Lifetime is working with, but if they get a giraffe, they can get some elephants. I'm very much ready for that scene in the movie. Um, so I'm very glad that Lifetime put that in the trailer. So that was the most memorable for me. And I have to say, by the way, that in Meghan Markle's most recent appearance, which was at an Invictus game sort of casual training with Harry, it was a very relaxed event. It was like they were in polo shirts for the Invictus games and she was just wearing a jacket and loose hair. But she seemed slightly stressed out. I don't know if you noticed this in the photos, but if you guys pull up photos from this most recent appearance that she made, she seems like slightly distracted. You know, she's always great in person and great at these events, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And of course she looks super in love with Harry because how could you not? Mm -hmm. Um, But she just seems slightly distracted and like her mind is elsewhere which I think makes sense because... Yeah, she doesn't have that same glow. She's about to get married in front of a bazillion people. Well, also, when we were talking about her and Harry not making an appearance for Easter, mm-hmm. it turns out she had actually flown to Los Angeles and done, like, a private Easter with her mom and just had, Aww. like, a nice visit there and, you know, completely under the radar. No one knew about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe she was jet-lagged as well. Yeah. Those were, but Those are very good But reasons. I can only assume that... Uh, She was just wearing her sheet mask on the plane and totally fine about it. (laughs) Um, So we have a a, sort of a wacky story in the midst of all this news, which is that Ample Hills, the hipster queen of the ice cream scene in New York City, is wants to create an ice cream for the royal wedding or in timing with the royals, uh, because, of course, they're just as crazy for the royals as we are. (laughs) So they're asking fans to submit in their comments a regal flavor idea and a regal name. So they threw out some suggestions like Earl Grey or Sticky Toffee Pudding, trying to get you to think about Britishy names. So do you have any ice cream flavor names? Honestly, I think the only appropriate flavor is lemon elderflower. Ah, yes, of course. Which is the flavor of the wedding cake that Megan has selected. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a great idea. Yeah, or like, I don't know, can something taste like the inside of an office and be called Suits? Suits. Disgusting. I don't want to eat any suits. What else? Something ginger, maybe, for Harry's hair? Oh, yeah, ginger. A ginger suit. A ginger suit. So if there's some way to get, like, the taste of linoleum <laughs> and pens mixed with, like, no, that all sounds, shortbread? That all sounds terrible. Strawberry? I, I don't know. Let's stick with lemon elderflower. Lemon elderflower. That's definitely <laughs> the cake. I don't have any super cute uh, names for it, but... Maybe we, hmm. What did we what What did we call their couple's name? Harkle or something? Yeah, Hagen. Hey, I like Hagen. Hagen, beautiful couple. Hagen. Don't you want a scoop of? I'll have three scoops of Hagen. We definitely are gonna win this contest. I can't wait to tell Ample Hills. We're going to be rich and then we could fly to the wedding. (laughs) So, of course, anybody who wants to enter can go ahead and Ample Hills is not paying us to say this. I just think it's a cool opportunity. Um, If you if they choose your flavor, you'll get a four pack of the wedding ice cream shipped to your house. Of course, you have to live 
in New York or New Jersey. Oh no, you can. They'll ship it nationwide, but the only stores are in New York or New Jersey, and which as is you fine. Said, we're not getting paid for this, but we're willing to be. We're willing to be, <laughs> and we also love ice cream. So yes. we recommend a lemon elderflower flavor, and we recommend you sending it to Royally Obsessed Podcast. Yeah, for our and- consumption. <laughs> Okay, so now let's get into our highs and lows of the week. My royal high is definitely Bethany Frankel inserting herself into the royal wedding narrative. (laughs) Very impressive, Bethany. (laughs) Yes, bless you, Bethany, for Um, being yourself. You know how to create drama. (laughs) My high is that the Lindo wing at St. Mary's Hospital, where Kate Middleton has had her first two babies, officially opened up press credentials. (laughs) (laughs) So they have marked off the place where the photographers can stand, and that begins tomorrow morning. So they announced that they could start setting up on the 10th, and then they can start taking photos on the 11th, which suggests that it's all happening Finally. And that the baby might be coming sooner than we think. Though the window of time, they blocked off the street from the 11th to the 30th of April. So we have some time. So sometime this month. Sometime this month, as we knew, Kate Middleton will have a baby. But I'm very happy about it anyway. And then my low is just the idea of Donald Trump even potentially being invited to the wedding. I know he's not going to be now, but just now it's like happening in my brain and it just makes me very upset. Yeah. Well, similarly, my low is that the Obamas will not be coming, but maybe they will. They, maybe they will. That's my hope. Um, so before we adjourn the Royal Pod, um, please follow us on Instagram, obviously, at Royally Obsessed Podcast, <laughs> or join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. I'm a writer. You can find more of my writing on Twitter. Hey, K Menz is my handle. And you can see more at CaitlinMenza.com. And I'm Lisa Ryan, and I write for The Cut, so please read that. And then I also tweet at Lisa Raya, which is like Lisa Ryan, but no N. Excellent. If you love our podcast, please subscribe in the App Store and give us five stars for Royally Obsessed. So until next week, God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you enjoyed the podcast, do give us the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.